Okay, James, would you count us down, please? Yeah, sure. Three, two, one. You are listening to the Attempt Adventure Podcast, a podcast all about travel, everyday adventure, and seeking out little ways to make your life more interesting. From Bangkok, Thailand, I am your host, Michael DeRosiers, joined as always by my co-host halfway across the world, James Barrett, currently in Dallas, Texas. Back home, home sweet home. Yeah. James, it's been a while, but before we get into anything else, what are you drinking today? looks like water good old water i don't (laughs) we just moved um it's been a hassle yeah i don't have anything i have some crystal light packets i could make a crystal light that's all right i'm drinking for two today i'm not pregnant i'm just uh that's not how it works i'm uh (laughs) no i'm uh i'm drinking for both of us today i've had this in my fridge for a month james and we're going to talk about what we've been up to this summer but i've just not just about a month ago returned from vietnam At the airport, I bought this beer Hanoi. I brought it back. I put it in my carry-on. I carried it all the way across international borders just to have on this show. And uh, let me explain why. So, listeners, in the future, because this episode, we're all all mixed up right now. We're all mixed up. But in the future, uh, we are going to be (laughs) shouting out one of our donors from our Kofi page, Alex In. Alex In bought Mm -hmm. us a beer. I didn't have a beer at the time, so I just had some... uh, rum that I had lying around, but I was thinking about it. And like, that wasn't the deal, right? The deal was you make us a donation. I get a beer. I drink it on the show and I shout you out. It's not just like whatever booze I happen to have, you know, at home. (laughs) So Alex, you already made a donation. You get two shout outs. This one's for you. This is a from Hanoi, Vietnam. I'm going to drink it right now. It's only 9am, but you know, it's 10am somewhere. Well, is it good? It is. Give me some tasting notes. Um, it's it's just a lager, but it's good. It's it's just a <laughs> it's, it's beer, just a beer flavored. <laughs> it's very light. It's a very good light Asian beer, you know, that's meant to be served over ice, just like Thai beers. I mean, it tastes a lot like Chong or something, but it's good. It's a good beer. Yeah. So anyway, I got this at the airport. I carried it back. So Alex, thank you for your donation. If you folks want to donate, check out our Kofi page. Uh, we'll put a link, of course, in the show notes as well as on our website. Well, guys, today, um, you might have noticed, we haven't had any episodes for about a month. That was not intentional. We actually recorded a bunch. We really tried to get ahead. But, you know, you might know, we don't have a producer. It's just the two of us. And life has been incredibly busy. So just like last summer, we had to take a summer hiatus for about a month. Uh, We're getting back to it. So those of you who have been -hmm. been guests on the show, we've already recorded your episodes. You're ready to go. Um, You know, we're, we're returning to our schedule now. Um, but, but today is just going to be sort of our catch up episode, summer of adventure 2022. Last summer I was in the U S visiting my family. You were moving to Colorado this summer, 2022. It's been a while, James. I actually haven't, we haven't seen each other. You and I, we haven't spoken in about face, face to face like this in about two months because we had tried so hard to get ahead in our recording. So Mm -hmm. let's catch up, man. What is going on? What is up? Well, you know, I moved, moved out of Colorado, which is both. A good and a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's very, very expensive to live in Colorado, and I'll, I'll explain this. And we wanted to kind of take this year and 
save some money and do some things and see some family and things like that because because next year we are moving again and it is looking like we will be in the Seattle area in the Pacific Northwest. Okay. This is sort of a gap year, so to speak. Sort of get our footing. I got to get a job that's remote. That's fine. That sort of thing. So for the moment, we're back home in Texas. I said Dallas. We're actually in Frisco. Like our listeners know where Frisco is. (laughs) Yeah, Frisco. And if you do, good for you, I guess. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's sort of what's been going on with me. And the entire summer has kind of been preparing for that. Mm-hmm. And now we finally got settled. We moved last week. Mm-hmm. Um, let me pull up my calendar so I can. So on Saturday the twenty third, we drove down in her car. I currently don't have a car. Um, we drove down in her car with two cats on Saturday the twenty third. Then. I flew back with my dad. We got a truck, loaded the truck, all that crap, and then drove back. So we didn't get back here till the 26th. And it's just been sort of getting settled and getting everything set up. And it's, uh, it's, I hate moving, but I love it, apparently, because <laughs> I keep doing it. You've been all, I mean, since we started this podcast, you've been in like, yeah. I don't remember, I don't remember if we, if we started this podcast when we were in Reno, but definitely our last podcast, you were in Reno, and then you were in Dallas, and then you were in. Colorado and you know you've been all over but hey you got to find the place that works for you you know you got to find the right place yeah you know my wife and I our families are here but other than that we don't have anything tying us to one location she works remote my goal is to get a remote job and then it doesn't matter besides food and my family being here I, uh, Texas is kind of is not, not the place really anymore Truthfully, I don't really know. I mean, besides like you, I don't really know anyone there anymore either. Like I've kind of lost mm-hmm. touch with everyone that lives there. Nobody but you has really made an effort to stay in touch with me. Uh, my family doesn't even live in Arlington anymore. They've moved down to the Waco area to be near my sister. So it's like yeah. next time I go back home, it's really not going to feel like it's not even going to be the house I grew up in or anything. It's just like. And, you know, I kind of feel the same way about it. And we don't really want to live in Colorado. And we have reasons for that. It's a wonderful place to visit, amazing place to visit. Love your love, lovely state, but not somewhere we want to live. But, you know, coming, coming back here, you kind of, I'm, I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't feel like I belong here anymore. My family's here. Yeah, but it's not home. It doesn't feel like home anymore. And I'm sure you can relate to that in a different way, but it's, it's an interesting feeling and it's, it's, it's both a relief in some ways and sad in other ways. Sure. Yeah. It's interesting. It's an interesting feeling because like I'm sitting here, this is the nicest apartment I've ever had. It's very, very nice, but I'm just like, eh, it's weird. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, you got to find home and sometimes home is hard to find. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And you know, luckily my wife feels the same way. So we kind of find this thing together and you know, in the not so distant future we want to start a family sure we want to have kids you can't be moving around every other year when you have a family so you got to find that place that clicks for you you know Mm -hmm. texas isn't the place that i grew up in anymore and i don't feel comfortable raising a family here at this moment just with the way things are going so yeah yeah totally get it i mean uh 
yeah, it's it's uh, a weird time, obviously, right now in the U.S. in general. I don't know. We're not going to get into that. Leave that for uh, <laughs> non-existent uh, pints of order. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I get it. So I'm I'm glad that you are you know looking around, seeking that out, and trying to find that because. You know, of course, as as great as adventuring is, you got to have a home base. You got to have home. That's important. And you know, I have a I have a friend, an old coworker, who lives full time in a van, just traveling around. It's a nice van, but for me, I I need a home base. That's the plans for the future. That's sort of where I'm at right now. So the adventures this year, from this summer until next, will be a little different. That's okay. Hey, you know what? When I was in Texas last summer, I found a ton of crazy and interesting things to do. So it'll mm-hmm. be a different kind of challenge, and uh, you know, I will push you into those challenges. You've got a lot of interesting stuff around. You've just got to find it. Oh yeah, definitely. So how about how about you, Michael? You went on a trip to Vietnam. I'm, I'm... I did James? I went on an international business trip because I am now an international businessman, apparently, which is awesome um so i don't know if we i don't think we've talked about it on the show but you know this that for the last about year i have been part of this startup but we have a small team uh right now a team of volunteers that we've put together but we've received some funding from the uh, korean government for like pre-startup and so we decided that we really wanted to have an in-person workshop and i had to do a, a visa run anyway two out of five of our team are from vietnam and so we all went to Hanoi. We rented an apartment together. And for about a week, we lived in this apartment and we worked real hard. We did some exploring, did some sightseeing, and I got to do my visa. So part of it was, it was team building. A lot of it was team building, um, but it was also nice to actually meet in person and work in person together. And it kind of made it feel more real now. You know, it's not just like, we're just Mm -hmm. not, we're not just meeting online and doing stuff on Zoom, but like we were meeting in person and it felt like yeah, this is a this is a company. This is a business. Yeah, I spent a week in Hanoi, which is a city I know pretty well because I lived there for a month a couple years ago. And man, I was thinking back, I wish we had started this podcast when I'd spent my like three months in Vietnam because that would have been really interesting. But yeah, well, we didn't have the idea at the time. Um, but it was no. it was good. It was great. Had a lot of great Vietnamese food, did some sightseeing in the city, uh, went to the top of Hanoi, which is like a skyscraper that has a rooftop sky bar on top on the last night, had a beer up there. It was nice this time because last time I was there, our budget was like literally $5 a day because we were just backpacking, staying at hostels <laughs> and, and living as cheap as possible. And this time I have, I mean, not not a lot of money, but more than $5 to spend. And so it was like, <laughs> it was great. On one of the days, I did something that I thought I would never do, but I succumbed to peer pressure and I tried Balut or the Vietnamese version of Balut, mm. which is... Um, listeners, if you don't know, it is the, uh, how would you describe it? It's the partially, um, developed. It's a fertilized egg. Yes. Yes. And there's two types. There's 14 day balut and there's 21 day balut. And, and fortunately I had 14 day balut. So you couldn't really tell what it was. I mean, it definitely had like veins and stuff going through the egg and it was, disturbing but it, it wasn't a fully formed chick like the 21 day balut <laughs> fortunately well how was it um i only nipped on the white <laughs> the, that's it smart was, it was served yeah. in sort of a ginger broth and the broth was good i had a little bit of the white it genuinely just tasted like boiled egg but uh, my colleagues enjoyed it i on the other hand ordered uh, a bia hoy which is a 
street side draft beer that you can get for like 10 cents. And I just had that instead. And um, it was much better. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, James, you know, I'll show you. I'll show you because I did take pictures of it. <laughs> yes, please send any pictures you took of Vietnam. Oh, man. That is one of those foods I have heard from people that it doesn't taste as bad as it looks. It didn't. It tasted like nothing. It just tasted um, like boiled egg. You know, I, I consider myself very adventurous when it comes to food. I will pretty much try anything. But there are a few foods that I struggle with mentally, and that's one of them. Yeah, I will be very honest with you, James. I have a philosophy, and I truly believe this, that you have to try everything at least once, okay? And I talk a big game about that, and normally it's not a problem. This is I, I, I've been a lot of places in the world. I've had a lot of food. This was the first time that something has genuinely turned my stomach. <laughs> I mean, I've eaten a lot of crazy. I've eaten bugs. I've eaten all sorts of things. And this, I couldn't do it. I mean, I it was a lot. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, you know, I've eaten a blood cube. I've eaten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've eaten a lot of organs. A lot of things. <laughs> yeah. I've eaten chicken feet. You know, chicken feet or chicken feet taste pretty good. Um, gelatinous, but pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But like anything with an egg, like you've eaten a century egg. Yes, and I have trouble with that as well, actually. Egg, something about eggs. Yeah. Throws me off, and I don't know what it is because I have had the opportunity to try a century egg, and I just I can't. Yeah, I, like I, I like eggs. I eat a lot of eggs, but there's something about them when they're not right. You know. Okay, I've sent you some pictures. Oh no! See, I uh, uh-uh, I can't. So that was what it was, and you can see we're eating up there, and you can see me. I have my beer. I did not go for the, uh, the egg. <laughs> my colleagues did. I had a tiny bit oh, of it. Oh man! I mean, you can you can see what I mean. You like you can tell what it is, but you can't really tell. It's not like when it's fully developed. I mean, until it's opened up. No, see, I couldn't do it either. I don't think. I mean, I don't think so. I'm sorry, so everyone. It was, uh... <laughs> Like, I want to stick to my philosophy of being open-minded and not just, like, rejecting something outright before I've had it. But that one, I, I found my limit, so. Okay, here's, here's a fun question. While we, while we have, while we're talking about food, what is the, and most people have one, for you, what is the normal food that you can't stand? Mm. You know, until very, very recently, it was potatoes. I just thought they were bland and really? kind of gross. I like them now, but for a while, I, I just didn't like potatoes. See, I've got to go with, I was going to say olives, but people are very torn on olives. You either love them or hate them. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's a universally loved food. Avocados outside of guacamole, I do not like. <laughs> or like uh, bell pepper. I don't like bell pepper. I can eat it if it's like in fajitas and it's really well cooked or like chopped up real fine into stuff. But like stuffed peppers and things, the thing that people have with cilantro where it tastes like soap to them. Oh, you have that. No, I don't. Cilantro is amazing. I want it all. But something about bell pepper just tastes like dirt to me. Like it's not bad, but it's not. I'm just kind of like, Bleh. it's gross. But like my wife loves and I'm just like, this is not, not I, good. I like them. I'll put them in my omelets and stuff. I mean, I obviously won't just like eat a raw bell pepper like an apple. Or, or like, uh, go back to eggs, scrambled eggs. I can't. Really? No, I can't I scrambled do scrambled eggs. eggs. Something about the texture. But like fried eggs or like hard boiled eggs, fine with those. 
Anyway, I thought that would be a fun question. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a, a regular food that you despise. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. It's interesting. Oh, man. That's what I've been up to. I just, uh, yeah, it's been a week there, and it was nice. It was good to get away. I got my new visa, so I'm back for a while until oh, until October or so, and then I'm going to be figuring out what I need to do for my next visa run. Um, we'll see. We're kind of playing that by ear right now. Things are pretty good here, to be honest, in Bangkok, but we're in the rainy season now, so it's been storming a lot, <laughs> which is not so bad. I mean, it does make it cooler. I kind of like it. I got caught in the rain. I was at the park the other day in the morning, and I got caught in a horrible, horrible rainstorm. Got soaked, but there you go. I've been doing a lot more birding again. I've gotten back into that um, now that the weather's cooler. I saw We saw two owls yesterday, James. Two owls. We saw an Asian barred owlet and a spotted owlet. And they're both adorable. They're like just a few hmm. inches tall. They're really small. There's little, little, little tiny owls. You know? Yeah. Hmm. That's like, I don't know. We don't, we have a lot of birds that sit on our balcony, but like, they're like pigeons. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Which I like pigeons. People hate them. I like them. There are some cool ones. There's the, uh, in Thailand, there's the pink neck green pigeon, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's green and, and has like a pink ring around its neck. It actually looked kind of like a parrot. It's real pretty. I mean, the colors are incredible for a pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look it up. I got my bird book here. Let me see. There's a whole section of pigeons and doves, and uh, they're pretty interesting, actually. Pink-necked green pigeon. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, pretty cool. (laughs) And yet it just looks like a pigeon. (laughs) And that's the best part. It just looks like a normal street pigeon you know what it's like it's crazy it, colors it's like there was a coloring book with a picture of a pigeon and like a five-year-old colored yeah <laughs> let's see crazy if i just google crazy there are some crazy ones what a weird bird yesterday at the park i saw let me open up my ebird account from cornell i tell you <laughs> yesterday at the park i saw 25 different species of bird really Thailand's got a lot of birds. Man, I thought this summer of adventure would be more adventurous. <laughs> yeah, I did have an adventure. My dad came to visit before we moved, and we took a trip to Mount Evans, which is the highest paved road in North America. Oh, that's, that's cool. You can drive all the way up to right under 14,000 feet. So, And I took some great pictures along the way. I will send those to you now. Yes, please. And we will put them on the website, attemptadventure.com, where you guys can see that. This is incredible, James. Wow. That's cool. There's a goat. (laughs) Yeah, the mountain goats. I like goats. Goats are funny. And you've got a bird, too. What is that? I don't know. Let's see. Some kind of finch, I think. You know what I can do, James? I can use... Merlin bird ID, which we shouted out in our app episode. And I'm going to do photo ID on this photo that you just sent me. <laughs> and we're going to see if Merlin knows what it is. Although I don't know if I have the USA pack installed. Let me see. James, this is a white crowned sparrow. It is rare. Is it? You, my friend, saw a rare bird. You should start your life list on eBird. Looks right. Anyway, James, so there's an adventure. There's what you can do. You got to get into birding. And then when I'm in Seattle next time, we can go, we can go birding together. You can do a big <laughs> year, just like Steve Martin and Jack Black and Owen Wilson. Did you watch that movie? I love that movie. <laughs> Is it good? I, 
I, it I, is, mean, I love all the people in it. It is really good, James. That's actually what got me into birding. I just watched it a couple years ago on a whim. All right, so I have to download this one. I'm making my account real quick. You get eBird and also get Merlin. They're both useful. Yeah. You can use both together. eBird helps you track your life list, and Merlin helps you identify birds. I warn you, James, it's a bit of an addicting hobby. Once you've started, it's really fun. If Like me, I have a collecting personality. I like collecting things, and so tracking birds has become very fun for me. Well, James, here's the challenge I'm going to give you. By next time, I want you to have 10 birds in your life list, okay? And so folks listening, this is like many, many, many episodes in the future because we've actually got a bunch of episodes that are coming out that we've already recorded. But uh, James, next time you and I meet and people that are listening, this will probably be in a month. I'm going to see if you've got 10 birds in your life list and you can tell me what they are, okay? Well, hopefully I can have some birds. I'm going to guess zoos don't count. No, so captive birds don't count. And then uh, you don't have to see it. If you can identify it positively based on your sound, that does count. Okay. Anyway, that'll be fun. I'm going to mess around with that. It's a fun hobby because you know what? You get outside, you get fit, you walk around a lot, and it's free. It costs nothing to do it. Yeah, and it costs nothing, costs nothing to look at birds. This could be interesting if you go to, like, New York and there's that colony of parrots that lives in Central Park. It counts. I mean, it at one point was a captive bird, but they're not anymore. You happen to go to Fannin Farm and you see a peacock walking around? I'd count that. <laughs> like... Yeah, I would. I mean, that's not an actual farm, folks. That's a neighborhood in the Dallas area. It and is. And they have peacocks for some reason. That just has for some reason. <laughs> and like every once in a while, the peacock will just sort of randomly appear. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, this this summer has not been quite as adventurous as I had hoped as No, so far. No, man. Last year we were hiking. I was climbing mountains in Texas. You were climbing mountains in Colorado. We were doing all sorts of crazy stuff. I was drinking pickle beer and tubing down the river and i feel really bad because like we actually recorded a bunch we could have published the episodes but i just kind of ran out of time i didn't have we don't have a producer i really oh, wish no, we did. i get it i really get it you know life is life yeah and summer's summer's busy summers are busy for for us probably for everyone um but we do have a, a lot of great stuff to look forward to going ahead and we've got a lot of great adventurers that are coming on the show going ahead and of course we are mm-hmm. In August now, which means our Halloween episode, which I love, is just around the corner, and we're going to try to do something fun for that. Oh, yeah, in all of our holiday episodes. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, if you enjoyed today's show, please don't forget to subscribe. Consider giving us a review on your podcast app of choice. It does help us out. Uh, you can find more Attempt Adventure content on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We are Attempt Adventure everywhere. If you have listener mail, send it to us. Hello at attemptadventure.com. We would love to hear from you, especially if you have a spooky, scary, creepy adventure story that we can use in our upcoming Halloween episode. So let us know. Subject line, Halloween. <laughs> We're seeking those out. <laughs> um, yeah. So there we go. Uh, thanks again for listening, as always. And until next time. Keep adventuring.